All right, it's the WMAY morning news feed. 723, State House coming back to Springfield today. And he doesn't really have to travel far whenever they have session. Uh, so he's able to join us now uh, and not having to travel uh, because he's from the Springfield area. And that's State Representative uh, Mike Murphy. Uh, Representative, thanks for taking time with us this morning. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Greg. Thanks for having me out. Absolutely. So uh, what, are we, what are we expecting to happen today? Well, I got a feeling we're going to uh, revisit the ethics bill that uh, they weren't able to get passed because they had uh, approximately 14 members uh, leave early without being excused, by the way. Uh, So they were still on the rolls to be able to vote, even though they were out of the building. But we called the verification on that. And so uh, they only ended up with 59 votes. And so they couldn't get it through. And and you, you might ask, well, why are the Republicans against the ethics bill? We're not against ethics at all. Matter of fact, we want a great ethics bill. We we introduced several. I worked with Inspector General Carol Pope on a great ethics bill that couldn't even get a committee hearing. They allowed her to testify in a subject matter, but they weren't willing to take an up and down vote because they, they think her, uh, her her bill went too far. And I say what it did was allow the Inspector General to do her job. And uh, they're handcuffing her and not, and not being able to do it. And it's, that was evident because as soon as this bill passed, uh, uh, Inspector General Pope resigned because it was such a weak bill that didn't do anything. And, uh, you know, she's complained all along that she wasn't able to do her job. So we, we will take that on. But they're still, you know, I'm assuming the, uh, they're still going to have uh, to make sure that they got 71 votes. I don't see much help on our side. It's, once again, it's not because we don't believe in ethics. We just want a true ethics bill, not this piece of Whatever. Well, there were there were five Republicans that voted against it back in May, mm-hmm. but everybody else voted for yeah, it. Right. Uh, and even in the Senate, with the governor's changes, right, they right. were unanimous last week. Yeah. So I guess you know, what's changed between well, from I, then I, to I think, now? I think we had some discussions, and you know when when I voted for it the first time, um, you know I had the philosophy: well, we even though we need need to move a mile, we this will move us an inch or two. But then after more, you know. You know, when the inspector general came out so strongly against it, and uh, we we just looked at it again, none of us were happy to vote for it in uh, in June or you know the end of May. I forget exactly when that vote was taken, but uh, none of us was happy then. We we did talk about that we needed to really have a a good ethics bill, but it was the best deal we had at the time. But looking at it now, I think uh, we have an opportunity. The governor uh, vetoed it. Let's let's start fresh and uh, let's start anew. State Representative Mike Murphy with us on the WMAY morning news feed at 726. Uh, You guys are going to have, of course, session uh, this afternoon. Uh, But before that, there's an executive committee Mm -hmm. hearing talking about energy. We're going to be speaking with Doug Brown from CWLP coming up here in moments as well uh, to get uh, the the utilities perspective Mm -hmm. here. But uh, what do you anticipate happening here? $700 million in subsidies for for Exelon, Mm -hmm. uh, subsidies Mm -hmm. for renewable energy, uh, carbon caps for uh, for um, the uh, the coal-fired plants. Uh, how is all this going to impact ratepayers all across the state? Well, obviously, there's going to be some increases, and most of those increases will take place in the northern Illinois that has nuclear plants in their uh, 
their area. Our concern in central Illinois, and Doug's going to be able to explain it much better than me, I'm sure, but our concern is that uh, we have a, a, a bond till 2040 on city water, light, and power. When they built when they built Dalman 4, they built it under all the requirements, federal and state, that there were. And now they're trying to pull the rug out from under us before we get it paid off. And uh, SB 18, when it came out of the Senate, uh, would have allowed city water light and power to continue till 2045 unencumbered with uh, restrictions and since then uh, there's been amendments and uh, i've heard about even more coming down the pipe i would imagine the way things go around the capital that uh, representative it's going to be last minute bill drops exactly Uh, it's going to require city water light and power to jump through hoops and uh, my concern there is uh, you know they're they're going to work. They, you know they they got a Prairie Research Institute from University of Illinois is working on a ca- carbon capturing program, but we got to make sure it makes sense to, to do that. And uh, we no reason to pile a bunch of money into something that we're going to have to shut down. You know twenty thirty five twenty forty five anyway. So that's my concern uh, there. Uh, I want to protect the the rate payers in in Springfield. And I also want to make sure that we have a good baseload energy source that, you know, if we shut down city water, light and power, we're going to have to import energy from Indiana, Kentucky and Missouri from dirty plants, much dirtier than 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 Dalman four. And also, I think uh, Doug will explain this a little bit better. We have a little problem importing 100 percent of the energy we need. We're not set up to do that. We're set up to generate and to import some. And so I believe there's going to be substantial cost in uh, changing city water, light and power to be able to receive 100 percent of the power that Springfield needs. So those are additional costs. So I'm, I'm very concerned about that. I've been watching it closely. Matter of fact, I, I've been texting a couple of people who are involved in the negotiation. And um, one uh, one person said, "Fingers crossed." Yeah. They had a meeting with the speaker last night. So, well, we'll keep a close eye on that. Um, Representative Mike Murphy here with us on the WMAY Morning News Feed, uh, and just briefly here, uh, you know, the status of, of um, yeah, restaurants, the status of small business. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, nearly twenty months into the COVID nineteen pandemic, uh, what are you hearing from your constituents well, right now? The the problem is different than what it was uh, the first maybe sixteen months of it. Uh, the problem is now uh, workers. Uh, we we don't have we don't have a problem with customers. People are are going back to the restaurants in in, in great numbers. Uh, people are having some really good. Uh, uh, sales numbers. As a matter of fact, uh, somebody told me they had their their best weekend ever uh, huh. last weekend. The problem was they also had to uh, shut down for a couple days, you know, to give everybody a, a day off because they're they're just working. Everyone, you know, it's a lot of stress out there right now in the restaurant industry. They can't find workers, and uh, so it's a little bit different than uh, before. Uh, before they were worried about sales, and now they're worried about uh, employees. And so hopefully everybody will start going back to work and uh, we can uh, get the economy up and running 100%. State Representative Mike Murphy, uh, greatly appreciate you joining us in studio and uh, we'll see you down at the Capitol here uh, in just a few hours, all right? Yeah, I, I'm sure I'm <laughs> going to see you out on the rail, Greg. Yeah, that's and right. So uh, I'll Absolutely. say hi to you there again. Okay? Right on. We'll talk soon.